Welcome to episode seven of the Chris Moss podcast. I am your host, Chris Moss. And uh, before we get started, don't forget to send in emails and voice messages. Uh, My email is cjmoss92 at gmail.com. I want to hear what you guys think or if you have any ideas for a topic for another episode, literally anything. um, Let me know. Drop me an email. Drop me a voice message. It'll be a part of the podcast episode depending on when I get the email or voice message. And I want to encourage you guys to be a part of the conversation. And today, you know, it's Black History Month. And I didn't know what episode seven was going to be about. So lately I've been seeing, you know, first the Liam Neeson thing. We're going to discuss that. And I'm going to give my opinion on that, which is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I mean, I don't give a shit. So like I said, it's my opinion. It's what I think. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, Gucci and Prada is fucking up. And, you know, just to jump head in, I'm going to start with Gucci. Like if you're not aware, which I feel like mostly everybody is, but in case you're not, um, Gucci released a sweater a black sweater that you pull up to like the lower part of your face with like thick red lips that, you know, you would see on a piccanini or blackface. And if you don't know what a piccanini is, it was a racially. It's a cartoon back in the old days that mocked black people. I'm pretty sure you just Google, just Google an image and you'll see. Um, Prada also has like figurines that resemble Piccaninis and blackface. And it's like, I just don't. I mean, I do get it. It's like, this is, this is nothing new. You know, I just sat back and I thought about when H&M did that coolest monkey in the jungle with the black kid and the um, sweater hoodie. And it came like it came across to me or it occurred to me and not to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything. But I just noticed that the H&M debacle was around the same time. It was what, January, late January last year. Um, it was definitely before. Black Panther came out. I remember that. So it's just like, and here we are in 2019 going through it again around the same time. And I just find it funny. And it made me think like, is there an agenda? Is there like, are they doing this on purpose? Because, you know, at one point it's like, oh, coincidence. But then it's like, you really start to pay attention. It's like, wait a minute. Why is this happening around the same time? You know, like, why isn't this happening any other time of the year? You know, but I've never worn Gucci or Prada. Couldn't afford that. So I never really wore H&M either. So I never shopped at any of those stores. But honestly, I just it's tough because, you know, I'm an African-American male. And these things typically have a pattern of how they go, which is sad to say. 
Um, you know, they do stuff like this, then release an apology. Oh, you know, sorry, we didn't mean for it to be racist. We'll boycott it for like a few days, maybe a week. And then next thing you know, you catch you catch black people right back in the store purchasing, you know, whatever, like H&M, you know, they had like now they had like it never happened. Oh, we're upset. Boycott. And then it's like you're right back to spending your money in that store. And I'm probably going to say a lot of unpopular opinions today that you don't agree with, but that's OK. You don't have to agree with everything I talk about. Um, it's a Christmas podcast, you know, no filters. So black people are never going to get ahead. That's literally my opinion. Like, we're just not because we are. First off, we're too against each other. I feel. And then second off, shit like this with Gucci, Prada, H&M, they pull stunts like this. And then you guys, well, not every black person, but the ones who shop there, you turn around and go right back in the store. So it's like, honestly, I'm not surprised no progress has been made. Like, it's a game. Like, they know you guys are just going to turn around and walk right back in there and act like nothing happened a month from now. Not even a month, like probably two weeks from now, a week, four days. I just, I don't know. Is that a misunderstanding? Because I don't understand it. Like, I feel like it's Black History Month. We need to be focusing on other stuff, other positive things and not like. But instead, front news headline during Black History Month is Gucci and Prada has blackface items, you know, and Dapper Dan, who is um, a fashion designer over in Harlem, New York, and who has collaborated. He's an African-American man who has collaborated with Gucci, um, made a statement on his Instagram about how the CEO of Gucci is coming from Italy and coming to Harlem to uh, discuss what happened. And he's going to, he is, he has agreed to meet with the industry leaders and the community leaders. And it's just like, a part of me just feels like we're doing all this just to turn around and ignore it within the next two weeks. Like, I just don't get it. Now, I'm not excusing or defending the stores, but I mean, it's like at some point you got to get real with yourself. Like, what will it take for... I don't know. What will it take for the stores to take us serious and stop? And what will it take for black people to actually stand their ground and stop backtracking on shit. I should have had a guest on this show for this episode, but you know what? Um, I don't know. I'm going to get somebody on the show and we can revisit this topic. But um, yeah, like it's just, it's frustrating to see because it's like at this point, it's going to happen every year. I feel like down there. And, you know, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's same old, same old, which is sad to say. And it's like, that's not something 
we or I need to be getting used to seeing. But it's kind of like if the people who are talking about like, oh, boycott, we're offended and then turn around and you're going to spend your money in there again. Like, what's the point? It's like if you're going to spend your money in there again, just shut up. Because they know what they're doing. They honestly know what they're doing. And then somebody I read somewhere, somebody had brought up, well, what if it's reverse psychology? Like they don't want our business. So they're putting out this stuff on purpose to, uh, you know, I guess not get black people business. But the only thing with that is why wait till now to do something like that? Gucci has been around. I want to say Gucci and Prada has been around for a hot minute, like for years. So it's like, why, like, why would you try to, or, you know, not want black business now? Like, I don't know. I don't, I didn't agree with that one, but, um, also I think it's black people who pay the most for Gucci and Prada, like who buys majority of their products. So it's like, I don't know, man, a lot of changes need to be made with these stores portraying, you know, mocking us basically or portraying us in a certain way. And, you know, the police crime, shootings, the massacres or police hate crimes, should I say. Like all that shit needs to change because it's just like it's the same with massacres. A shoot a shootout happens oh pray for yada yada hashtag pray for yada yada we'll talk about gun control laws and people will go back and forth for about a week and then lo and behold within two weeks it's forgot about well it's like this is my this is i don't know like it's a tough topic i guess to tackle alone i would need more opinions but for me personally I've never fucked with those brands. So for me, nothing is new or nothing has changed. Like, I'm not shocked that they did release those products. I'm not, you know, they never had my business in the first place. So for me personally, it's kind of like, eh, I was never into like Gucci looked weird to me anyway. Even if I was rich, I probably I wouldn't buy Prada nor Gucci. Like then I don't. I've never bought H&M shit. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not, I don't know. But the question I have for the audience, for you, the listener, would be, what will it take for shit to change? And not just with the uh, fashion designers, like the stores like H&M. I'm talking about police killing minorities I'm talking about and the stores releasing racial products. And I'm talking about the shootouts, the massacres that are happening. That is happening in America. Like, what will it take? For us to start making a little bit of progress, you know, because I don't have to answer like I. I don't own guns. I'm not a gun owner. I don't buy Gucci Prada or H&M. Um, yeah, I've me personally, 
I've never the cops I've run into or have pulled me over. Um, luckily for me, have been nice, you know, so I've never ran into like any issues with a cop. And I hope I never do. So, you know, just want to put that out there. But that's my question for you guys. Like, what do you guys think it will take for shit to change? Or even make progress, not even to, to completely change, because I don't think we'll be alive to see the change. But what do you think you got? What do you think we need to do as a nation, as a country to start making some progress? Because it's like, you know, we're talking about lies. We're talking about like it's 2019. Why is this shit still going? You know, Um and honestly, a part of it is I feel like as long as there's evil and bad in the world, like you will get shit like this. But at some point, it's like really like the Gucci and Prada shit is kind of like just like really. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to get to the Liam Neeson stuff now because I'm probably going to catch hell from a lot of fellow black people from this one but fuck it it's the chris moss podcast um so liam neeson if you're not aware he made comments about how a best friend of his was raped and when she told him and i believe this was taking place in ireland when he was younger i know it was he said it was when he was uh, you know a young man but i don't i believe it happened in ireland i don't think it happened here in america but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yes, a best friend of his got raped. She approached, you know, she told him about it. And he said, well, what does the guy look like? Now, any articles and comments you read on social media, which I've seen people get shit out of context before I move on with the story. Uh, I see a lot of, oh, his first question was, what color was he? That wasn't his first question. His first question was, well, what does he look like? She said, I don't know. So his response, his next question was, well, what color was he? She said he was a bl no, he was black. And so basically out of anger, he said he took a um, I don't know the term, but basically it's a crowbar or like a really blunt object. So he's walking up and down the street, you know, with a crowbar hoping that a black guy approaches him and either starts drama or um, assaults him or tries to assault him so he can have an excuse to kill him. Um, and he used the word black bastard. He went up and down the street for a week. He, up, he went up and down the street looking for a black bastard or hoping a black bastard would try to start something with him or try to assault him so he could kill them. And, you know, he goes into how after a week, you know, he tells himself like, OK, this is not OK. What the hell are you doing? And I will say one flaw with that is that he did not address the racial part of it. He addressed that the fact that he's walking up and down the street looking for drama to give a reason to give in to that hate to give in to that revenge that he's looking for. 
Now, I get it. But my opinion is I don't think he's racist. Now, immediately I can just hear and feel everybody's what the fuck you mean he ain't racist? Look, understand something. I get it. Like I said, as an African-American male, I understand with the context of the story, how that comes off. But I'm going to point something out that, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to or don't want to hear. But first off, he wasn't looking for any innocent black bastard, as he put it. He wasn't looking for an innocent black person to hurt or kill. He wanted somebody to approach him and start some shit or to, you know, or to assault him, assault him. So then he can unleash his anger and his revenge and, you know, kill harm and or kill this black person. Now. I'm going to speak for me. I can't speak for anybody else. The reason I don't see that as racist is because. um, First off, his best friend got raped. The first question he asked was, what does he look like? I feel like if the person was white, Asian. You know, Samoan. He would have went up and down the streets looking for, you know, whatever she said the person looked like. It just so happened that the person who raped her was black. She said he was black. And, you know, that became his target. And as a young man. Was that now I'm not defending him. I'm not defending his actions when he was younger. I'm not defending his story. I'm just saying I don't think Liam Neeson, the person, is racist. Because I feel like no matter what her answer was, he would have went, he would have went on a hunt for the type she said. Basically. So red hair, white, Asian, whatever, he would have went on a hunt for. Two, he wasn't looking for an innocent black man to harm and or kill the type of the type of black man or the type of person I'm not even going to say black man the type of person to come out of the blue and try to assault you or start drama would probably be classified as a thug those are the type of people if you're just walking up and down the street and they start to mess with you It's typically the same people, you know, who will target somebody and rape them in the sense of that that person's a thug. They're not a good person. So those were the type of black people he was, you know, quote unquote, looking for, because honestly, if he was just looking for any innocent black person, then that's a whole nother meaning. That's a whole nother. He was looking for. Which is not right. I'm not defending it, but I'm just saying in context, he was looking for a black thug. A black thug would have approached him, started some shit, probably tried to fight him. 
And so was it right? No, but you have to understand the story he told in context. He never said he was looking for innocent black people. Um, another thing is how many times have we, including me, including you, the listener and somebody you probably know, how many times have we categorized one person of a certain race and then just said they're all the same? Like, for example, all Asians can't drive. How many times have you heard that? That's that's, you know, black people still, eh, you know, because we get stared at when we go into stores, certain stores. You see an Asian in the car, you're like, oh, shit, they can't drive. They can't drive for shit. White people do stupid shit. You know, hell, there's a hashtag white people Wednesdays, for God's sakes. Like, this was a case of your best friend, your closest friend comes to you and goes, she got raped. Now, we don't know how long, you know... I think that's the other thing. We don't know whether she came to him right after she got raped or she came to him like a day later, a week later, like whatever. But your best friend comes to you. I got raped or your daughter comes to you. I got raped or your son comes to you. I got raped. You know, of course, you're going to get them some help. But at the same time, you're like the fuck did he look like okay what color was he okay and I guarantee you if it was a black daughter or a black girl saying this to a black guy I got raped okay what did he look like I don't know what color was he let's say for the sake of argument that she she says it was a white guy I can guarantee you that the black guy, the black guy's first thought is probably going to be fucking white people. So, and if not fucking white people, then they'll look at white people a certain way. I can guarantee you it's not just going to be your pure oh, I just need to look for that one guy and that's it. There's going to be some kind of category you're going to place white people in, in your thoughts. Now, you're not going to come out and say that. And I think that's the thing that Liam Neeson, that's where he fucked up. He kind of had a case of vomit mouth where you just speak without really thinking about what you're speaking about. And so, you know, he got to pay the consequences. I mean, honestly, it's 2019. I'm not defending what he said, but it's a case of, you know, what happens when you let grandpa's talk too much. You can't say everything that you're thinking. And I think he probably should have saved that story for for something private or, you know, found a different different way to tell that story. No, he's not let off the hook. I'm not letting him off the hook. He definitely has to pay consequences for that because it is wrong. But we have to also, you know, realize 
he himself stopped and was like, okay, this is wrong. What am I doing? Um, yeah. Another thing is cops. Cops is another great example of putting everybody in one category. You have good cops, you have bad cops. You have, you know, you have crooked cops. And so you see the cops killing minorities on the news. And, you know, you're going to correctly say, fuck the police. Prime example, fuck the police. So I feel like you can't say that he's racist when I don't know. Y'all let me know <laughs> in emails or whatever your opinion on Liam Neeson. Because I get it. Like, I'm not letting him out the hook. I'm not defending him. He has to pay consequences for what he said. You have freedom of speech, but you got to pay consequences for what you said. But I don't think him as a person, I don't think he's racist. He was a young man that made a stupid ass mistake. He realized that mistake. He stopped never did it again and I just I don't know I just feel like now we're becoming hypocrites for I don't know oh he was looking like I get it okay he was looking to kill a black person that was his goal his friend got raped by a black person so he's young I don't know how young he didn't mention how young he was I don't think so let's assume he was in his 20s. A black guy raped me. Okay. A black guy that's going to rape somebody. He's a thug. You know, he doesn't give a shit about nobody else. You know what? Let me walk up and down this street and dare somebody. Dare some black bastard to attack me. And he's going to get it. A part of me feels like. He was trying to target, hoping that, now I'm not saying this is good, I'm not saying this is effective, but he was probably hoping that the black bastard that raped his best friend is somewhere out on the streets and will probably approach, hopefully approach him and start some shit and hopefully he gets the right guy. That's what I'm inferring. And once again, I'm not defending it, but I think maybe that's where his head was by targeting all the bad ones, the, all the thugs. It has to be one of them. But like I said, it happened in Ireland. I don't know how many black people are also in Ireland. That's the other thing. If it happened in Ireland, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I just don't think he's racist. Now, was what he did wrong? Absolutely. Was it excusable? No. He like I said, he has to pay the consequences for what he said. You know, I think this is a learning experience for everybody, honestly. But we can't just attack somebody and call him racist because one, he was a young man. And two, I don't. Like, I really don't think he's out there doing that anymore. Like, ever since. I don't know. So, I just think he had a case of vomit mouth. 
And it's kind of like the James Gunn thing. And if you don't know what situation I'm talking about, I might just cover that in a different episode. But it's a case of matter of fact, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart made some comments, you know, um, about gay people over 10 years ago. It came back up and now people were like, you're homophobic. And it's, you know, he apologized once before for it. Not saying that it was okay, And he, you know, recognizes, hey, that wasn't okay. He apologized. He changed his behavior. He never done it again. I feel like with Liam Neeson, it's the same thing. He never actually hurt or killed anybody. He stopped himself and was like, hey, this is stupid. This is wrong. I need to stop. Get some help, which he did. The best apology is change behavior. He never did it again. And I think the context of what he was talking about is what anger can do to a person. And honestly, depending, I'm going to assume that him and his best friend was like tightly close. Like, of course, you're, you know, you hear your best friend who's a woman got raped by a black guy. Like, he probably wasn't thinking straight. He's pissed the fuck off. He's probably not thinking straight. Now, once again, I'm not defending him or his actions. I'm just inferring what, you know, he might have been thinking or the context based off the context of the story. These are my, you know, opinions. I don't think he's racist. That's it. I mean, that's really we can't be hypocritical and go, oh, he's racist because of that. I mean, it's the it's the equivalent of saying Kevin Hart is homophobic because of his, you know, you apologize. You realize, hey, this is fucking wrong. This is fucking stupid. Let me stop. I need help. I don't know. Like, I feel like if he was still racist, it would be known by now. Like, I just I don't know. The people y'all should be focused on, though, is fucking R. Kelly. Y'all defend him all day. And he was caught on tape pissing on a 14 year old girl. But most of y'all still are like defending his ass. So, I mean, and he's shit. He's a pedophile. We see that he's a pedophile. But I don't know. I just think there's a lot of examples. Kevin Hart with the gay comments and people are bringing it back up 10 years later nonsense he's not homophobic he fucked up he's a comedian but he fucked up he said something that wasn't nice doesn't make him homophobic he was young and he was fucked and he fucked up and he apologized he recognized that he never did it again liam neeson same thing he's not racist he fucked up he realized he fucked up he apologized and he never did it again. Got help, never did it again. Now, the part I don't agree with with Liam Neeson, I believe the lady, it was an interview for his new movie, Cold Pursuit. And I believe the question was like, where do you draw your inspiration for from for revenge from? Because you know he done he has done movies like taken, and it's like, okay, where do you draw that energy from? And basically, that's when he told the story. And it's kind of like, 
I don't know. Once again, I get it. Like he's basically just drawing that anger that he felt when he first heard when she first told him that I got raped. I believe that's where he's drawing the energy from. He's not drawing the energy from him looking for that black bastard or he may be drawing the energy from that. But if that's the case, it's like that's not that's not OK, dude. You shouldn't have said that. Somebody come get grandpa. It's basically this is that type of scenario. Somebody. Hey, go get grandpa's ass. All right. He's out there making himself look like a damn fool. Go get grandpa. This is basically what this is. You know, Kevin Hart, James Gunn, Liam Neeson. Like, I just. First, it's not excusable, but once again, this was when they were younger. They apologized. They corrected the mistake. They realized it was stupid. Nobody had to come and say, hey, this is wrong. They did it for themselves, which you have to applaud that. You know, but you know who did go out and look for an innocent black person to kill, and he found an innocent black person to kill was Trayvon Martin's killer. I'm just saying, but yet he's walking around free, threatening Jay Z and shit. So I I don't know. People like the guy, I can't remember his name, the guy who killed Trayvon Martin, R. Kelly out here pissing on 14-year-old girls, and you guys are defending him. H&M, cool as a monkey in the jungle, and you guys go back in and buy their shit again. Gucci and Prada now. And honestly, I don't even know if I take that serious because you guys just don't go back and buy that shit again. And, you know... I just, I don't know. And for everybody who doesn't agree with me on the Liam Neeson thing, how many black people were trying to condemn all cops to death because of a few evil cops shooting minorities unlawfully and getting away with it? How many people condemned all cops across the board because of the actions and decisions of a few? Don't be hypocritical. We all do it or have done it at some point. Is it okay? No. You say something and it's not okay. You pay the consequences. But no, I don't think he's racist. But that's just me. And it's an unpopular decision, but it's real. You can't just look at the look at a piece of the puzzle and judge that one piece and ignore all the other pieces. Like, get real. If you're going to address somebody, you need to address... Your, <clears throat> if you're going to address somebody else and attach a label like racist or homophobic, then you need to look at yourself and judge yourself as well. Because how many people have made gay jokes? How many people have made light of gay people? Oh, stop that. That's gay. How many people have said that? My point exactly. The only difference is you're not in a lo- you're not in the spotlight and the public don't hear or see what you said. And so you're able to hide behind that privacy of nobody really knowing who the hell or caring who the hell you are. That's really the only difference. We're all guilty of some fucked up shit. 
the only difference is, yeah, we're not in the spotlight and not everybody knows. But hey, you know what? You guys send me your opinions. Send me what you think about Liam Neeson. Send me what you think about Gucci and Prada, H&M. All, everything I just talked about, let me know what you think. Send emails, voice messages, all that. Follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm just telling you my truth, what I think. I'm not saying this is absolute truth. I'm just telling you what I think. And I don't want to read no angry emails. Like if you disagree, just say, hey, hey, man, I disagree with you. And then play, you know, late, um, say your points of why you disagree. But don't be writing me no goddamn email trying to attack me. Don't be opening up that can of worms. Just saying, I don't play that shit. We can be adults and we can have a conversation and, you know, we don't have to agree with each other. So that's the beauty of life. Everybody has different opinions. We just come together and talk about the shit. So next segment, we going I'm going to leave this episode on some positive notes, though. So that way we're not, you know, I'm not ending this episode on some. I don't know, deep racial, racial stuff. And it's Black History Month, so I want to you know, leave it on some private, on some positive stuff. And so, uh, yeah. And real quick, before we switch over to the next segment, I want to thank you for listening. And once again, send me your voicemails and uh, voicemail, send me your emails and the voice messages and, you know, come on, come join the conversation. I would love to hear what you guys think. I would love to hear your opinions. I would love to hear about your day. I keep can't stress it enough. Literally anything. Just send me an email or a voice message. It'll be on a future episode of the Chris Moss podcast. All right. On a positive note, um, Black Panther has won and been nominated for multiple awards. Um, I believe it's been nominated for a few Oscars and one of those is like best movie or best picture of the year. I loved Black Panther and I thought it was great, but it definitely wasn't movie of the year. Um, it was also, it also has won multiple awards. One, uh, two of those is, uh, one is Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Cast and then another is Satellite Award for Best Visual Effects. But that's just to name two out of multiple awards. I'm not going to list all the awards that they've won here. You can always Google that. Um, so shout out Black Panther cast. They did an amazing job. Like I said, I love that movie. And um, for all you Netflix watchers and Kevin Hart fans, um, Kevin Hart has a I don't know whether to classify it as a movie. Like, it's not a show and it definitely ain't a movie. Um, I'll just call it a short film. He has a short film called Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History Month on Netflix. And uh, it has skits. He's talking to his daughter about black history and how it's not always how it's not all about slavery and, you know, people getting whipped. But, you know, he talks about 
black heroes, you know, like the first African-American astronaut. And, you know, I highly recommend that show film, however you want to classify it. If you haven't seen it already, that is I highly recommend it. Um, They do impersonation skits. It's funny. If you're a fan of Kevin Hart, I feel like you'll you'll love it. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to end that on a good note and just uh, thank you guys for the support. Thank you for listening. Once again, send in them emails and them voice messages. That way I'm not talking to myself. <laughs> but um, I know it'll come in time. I just want I just can't wait for you guys to be a part of the conversation. And I honestly do want to hear what you guys have to say about all these topics. And I also want to hear what topics you guys want covered. And if you want to be uh, a guest on the show or, you know, you want to do an interview Go to my Instagram page or once again, send me an email. Just reach out to me. I'll always respond, you know, no matter what. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, let me know. I'll never say no unless, you know, you're just highly opinionated and think you're better than everybody else. But other than that, you should be fine. Um, So, yeah, thank you for listening. And I will catch you guys in episode eight.